But you know what we always do before I give a teaching? Y'all know now, we hold up our Bibles. If you don't have your Bible, that's okay. You just repeat. This is our confession of faith. The word is to be near us. It's to be in our hearts and on our lips. So we say, this is my Bible. I am who it says I am. And I have what it says I have. Tonight I will be taught the word of God. And I boldly confess. My mind is open, and my heart is alert to receive the indestructible, incorruptible, everlasting, ever-living Word of God. It will touch my heart, and it will change me. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, never, never, never. Amen. Thank you. Okay, so this section explains seven of the most common reasons why people do not get involved with praying for the sick. Reasons for not wanting to get involved range from issues like um, the lens I look at the world through just doesn't call for that, or the fear of losing my friends if I begin to pray for the sick. All seven of these important reasons that we're going to be talking about Um, and really need to be addressed if we are to move ahead and pray for the sick. So maybe we're going to see ourselves, I'm sure, in some of these um, because we've either been there, done that, or we're there now. And so it's good to talk about. It's good to come out of any denial and bring it out into the open and see what we're going to do with it or if we're willing to do anything with it. So the reasons why people do not pray for the sick. First, we have a faulty worldview. Now, most of you probably know our worldview is the way we, we look at things, the way we perceive things, the, the way we think about things in the world, the way we see things, our visions. Some of us have a rational view that says, yeah, I believe in God, and he's up there, and I'm down here, but he doesn't really interact with us down here. That's just not what he does. So some of us may feel that way. Others have an experiential assumption, meaning God's always acting, always involved, and we assume he's going to continue to do that. Or Christians, we we do know that Christians must have both. We, We need both, a rational base of understanding as well as a base of experience. So we need to understand completely and understand through the scriptures what the scriptures are telling us about healing and have a base of experience. So we need to understand his will and we need, we're going to be talking about how can we develop this base of experience? Because if we've never been involved in praying for healing, if we've never been in an environment or part of a culture that, that believes and does this, puts it into motion, puts it into practice, there may be no base of experience. Okay, we might think, well, we don't have the power to heal. If you only have the goal of acquiring knowledge, you're never going to have the power. We need to acquire spiritual power. And we know we do that through the Holy Spirit of God. And we'll be talking about that further. We're not going to elaborate too much on that now. But in ourselves, in our human being self, we don't have that kind of power. We're talking about spiritual power here, but it is something that we can attain and that 
will be talking and teaching more about as we move ahead. It may be that we don't have an acceptable model of healing. We've never seen anyone praying for the sick in a way that you can relate to. Maybe the I know prior to, I've been involved in healing prayer since the mid-70s. Prior to that, I thought the only people that prayed for healing were the ministers and the priests. I, I never saw anybody like us pray for healing. Just didn't know it happened, didn't know it could happen, didn't know how to do it, had never seen it. And maybe that's where you are. Maybe, you know, you've only seen your priests, your pastors or whatever, or maybe these healing guys on TV, or but you've never really, you know, seen someone, a, a lay person like yourself, you know, pray, pray for healing. Um, so we're going to change that here, as you've heard Father Dale say so many times, changing the culture here at St. Patrick's that will include, you know, praying with one another, you know, for healing. So that's wonderful, isn't it? Can we say amen to that? Amen. All right. Okay. We don't want to, we may think, I don't want to embarrass God. Or we don't want to embarrass ourselves when healing does not occur. We have to know that, first off. There isn't anything we can do that's going to embarrass God. I mean, he knows what's going to happen before it even happens, doesn't he? I mean, and, and he knows what's in our heart. And if what's in our heart is to do the things that Jesus did, which he tells us to do, and to bring his love and his comfort and his touch and healing to others, you know, that's what it, that's what it's all about. Um, we're going to see some people get healed, hopefully, and some people are not going to get healed. I prayed with people for a long time, many years, before I saw anybody get healed. It, you know, so be encouraged by that. It's not just like, you know, at the snap of a finger. But, you know, sometimes people aren't completely healed, but they are comforted. They feel closer to the Lord. They may be able to pray again. Uh, it may increase their faith. It may establish a relationship between you and the person that really can serve as you speaking to them the way the Lord would speak to them and bring comfort to them. So there's there's different um, ways and different, like on a scale of healing. Sometimes it's not complete right away, but, you know, it's a process. And we're, we all enter into that process together. And we need to encourage one another in the process because it's easy to get discouraged when we don't see the results that we want to see, when we don't see the fruit of our labor, we don't see the fruit of our prayer, you know, and um, and it's, like I said, it's easy to get discouraged. So then we are there for one another, you know, to encourage one another and to affirm one another in what the Lord has called us to do here at St. Patrick's. Okay, uh, E says, we don't have a healthy theology. And we might say, and... This is very common. Um, it isn't that I don't believe God can heal. It's just that I believe he usually doesn't heal. And we base that, many of us base that on the fact that we, we haven't seen it. You know, we, we believe it. We believe it. The Bible says it. We believe Jesus did it. But, but you know, we don't have any proof here. And we're a people that tend to work with our senses, what we see, what we hear, what we feel. We, we want to see. We want to see it, don't we? And we don't always see it. And sometimes it's a long time before we see it. And sometimes we just see the invisible, what's going on 
in the person's heart and, in, you know, and in their thoughts. And there's many different ways of being healed, which I'm going to talk about tomorrow because physical healing is not the only way of, of receiving the Lord and receiving his healing power. So that's, um, that was the first page that we dealt with. And here on letter F, do not, we don't want to be, we don't want to be what they think they will become if they begin to pray for healing. In other words, simply put, they don't want to end up friendless like people are going to think, um, one of those weirdos, you know, and I'm not going to have any friends. and uh, Or I don't want people to think that they think I'm one of these holier-than-thou people. And, you know, I can do this, but, you know, maybe you can't. Um, or like you're one of these religious fanatics. I'll never forget, um, back in the 70s, I was in this uh, prayer group. Our home parish at the time was St. Thomas More. And we had a prayer group there. And I remember one a person that I, I knew quite well um, said to me, because I was part of the healing prayer ministry there, Pat, I never would have thought you'd become one of those holy rollers. <laughs> I didn't know whether to take that as a compliment. Or <laughs> but anyway, um, but th- that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. You know, uh, sometimes we don't, we don't want people to perceive us in a way differently than they do. And, you know, it's what Jesus thinks and what Jesus is calling us to. Not what other people think. So, um, and um, as far as being a fanatic, um, sometimes when we draw closer to Jesus, you know, it may appear that way to people who haven't done that yet. But, you know, that's okay. It's it's okay. We still want to be kind. We want to love those people. We're certainly not going to argue with them. And, uh, and you know, just kind of meet them where they are, just like Jesus always meets us where we are. Um It could be that we don't have continuing exposure to an encouraging environment. They don't realize that healing is both theological and and culture. So we need to bring understanding, which we do, like we're going to do this weekend and teachings in the future, and to find it in our environment, which is what Father Dale meant when he said we're changing the culture here. We're going to develop a, a culture of healing and healing prayer here. So we're going to receive both. And, um... You know, if any of these are hang-ups we might have, we'll help one another to deal with them. Now, if you look for reflection, um, A is to summarize briefly the content of the section you just finished. So things that you just heard that might have jumped out at you, that, you know, you thought about, you might want to jot that down. What questions arise out of the information you just learned? So things that you heard, you might be thinking, yeah, but what about this? What about that? You want to jot that down. Um, to detail the significant points that affected you personally. All of us have had experiences with either being ill ourselves, somebody that we love dearly being sick. Sometimes we see people get healed, sometimes we don't. Things that affect us personally are things that often mean the most to us and shape and shape how we think and what we do and how we feel about all this. So you might want to jot that down. And then for group discussion, we'll talk about what is a worldview, what effect does it have on our behavior, and then we want to discuss the importance of having a model that you can relate to and to interact on fears of becoming friendless or fanatical. So they, those will be our, um, 
a reflection and also be those are the questions for our um, group, our group discussion. And Father Dale is going to give us a timeline on this. Okay. Thanks for that. Sure. Okay, just again, five minutes on the personal reflection, and then I'll, we'll move into the small group discussion. Cool.